The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com Hi everybody Oh hi, hello, how you doing? It's Tuesday, I'm here Live and not pre-recorded We're doing these uh, live cold opens now I hope you're enjoying them I'm here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week. Primary elections are underway, and the midterms will be here before you can say impeach Trump. (laughs) Who writes this crap? And now you can remind yourself to vote every time you wash your hands by picking up Bubble Genius's Vote Soap. It's a five-ounce bar of sweet-smelling soap artistically carved into the shape of the word vote, with a third of the proceeds going to resistance candidates across the country. That's only $7 from Bubble Genius, but you can use our promo code BOBC and get 15% off your entire order only from BubbleGenius.com. Okay, on today's show, Buzz Burbank from Buzz Burbank News and Comment is here. Trump declares that he can literally do anything he wants, followed by pardons, lots and lots of pardons. Plus, it looks like Paul Manafort is going to jail. Oh, and they wheeled out Melania for an event last night. Be best. Uh, then promptly returned her to Biff's trophy case. All that more coming up, and now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Mike, Mike, come here. I've got something really no, important to tell you. said he got 69,000 on asteroids yesterday, but he pulled the plug. Look, remember the goblin? You're so lame, Elliot. On Michael, he came back. He came back? Oh, my God! One thing. I have absolute power. Say it. What have you got? Is it the coyote? No. Look. Okay. Now, swear... As my only brother on our lives. Don't sit so heavy, I swear. Okay, um, stand over there, and, um, you'd better take off your shoulder What? I'm not coming out there until your eyes are closed. Okay, they're closed. Okay, uh, swear it one more time. I have absolute... You have absolute power! Yes! Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. Keep the faith, Bob. Stop whining. From our nation's capital. God damn it! It is Tuesday, June 5, 2018, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I'm Bob. How you doing? Hello. How are you? Hello, Bob. We are brought to you today by BubbleGenius.com. It is the best soap in the world. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. Check out Bo on the cover of South Magazine's Power Issue, where he's listed as one of the South's greatest lawyers. You can also find Bo at thebowenlawgroup.com or just click Bo Bowen's picture on the podcast page. Okay, go and do it. Uh, it is Trump Crisis Day 502, 153 days until the 2018 midterms. And uh, without any further ado, let's bring him in. Uh, it's TV's Buzz Burbank. Buzz, help, help. I've been doing <laughs> I'm this. I'm here. I'm here, Bob. I'm here. Oh, and by the way, before we begin, 
Uh, I, I would say I got your letter. It was a very, very nice letter, very interesting letter. I think, I, I think a lot of our listeners would pay me to see this letter. I don't know what I don't know what you think we get for it, but I I did get your no I haven't actually opened it yet, so I may be in for a surprise. But I did I did get your letter, and I just wanted to let you know. Oh, okay, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I, I try to use the largest envelopes I can find. That's right. Yeah, the, I, well, most, I, I wanted you I wanted you to notice it. The most tremendous envelopes, the greatest <laughs> envelopes. You can put an entire North Korean family into one of those envelopes. In fact, I think so. The envelope that Donald Trump received uh, the Kim Jong Un letter in, that mm-hmm. was actually a home for a family of 8 in North Korea. Probably wound up in the trash and it could have housed a family. <laughs> Jesus god. You know, that's not too far from the truth. Um <laughs> Okay, I, you know, I, I think we need to d- just dig into this. It, it's the biggest story of the year so far, as far as I'm concerned. Trump believes he can pardon himself. He also uh-huh. believes he can be he, that he can't be indicted, that he can't mm-hmm. obstruct justice, and that he can terminate the Russia investigation any time he uh-huh. wants to. And I don't even know where to start with this other than to say... <laughs> Uh-huh. That we're now in that in that territory of constitutional crisis. I've been saying it actually for the last couple of weeks that we're we're looking at and we're stepping into that realm, that sort of dangerous territory of a constitutional crisis. Well, now I think we're here because it, whether he does it or not, we're all existing under the terms of Donald Trump, in which he can commit any crime he chooses and then pardon himself. And it doesn't matter whether or not that pardon sticks. It doesn't matter whether or not Congress goes along with that. It doesn't matter whether the Supreme Court goes along with it. When he commits the crime, he still committed the crime. And that's the important thing that we can't lose sight of. Whether or not that is pardonable comes secondary because he is now declaring that he can do anything. Right. Well, I I brought a shovel and and I... (laughs) I think I can address some of those things. I think some of the claims that he's made are true, yeah. and some of them are not true. And even the ones that are true could be perilous for him. Look, I was excited about today's show because there are two schools of thought among progressives about all this talk of executive privilege and pardons. Yeah. And I knew instinctively before we did today's show that although we are both progressives, you would be of one school of thought and I would be of the other. And I, I mean, I'm just guessing at this, but I, but I think I know. <laughs> one school of thought is that, oh my gosh, this is the end. It's authoritarian government. Yeah. Uh, he's going he's gonna to take over. He can do anything now. Uh, that's one school of thought. And that is not to be discounted. It, it, it's absolutely a possibility. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it's a probability. And I think what we're really seeing here is something entirely different. Okay. And that's the other school of thought among progressives about all this talk of pardons and executive privilege. And that is that it, they're not, it, it, it's not going to work, that it's, that it's not going to help, and that these are the last acts of a desperate man. That uh, Trump, in playing his biggest cards... Executive privilege and pardons. These are, he has no cards bigger than that in his hand. Yeah. And he has now shown those cards and all his others. 
because he is desperate, because yeah. it is that close. Yeah. Because uh, on Monday, Michael by Monday, Michael Cohen, his personal lawyer, has to turn over uh, <laughs> all these documents that have been declared not covered yeah. by attorney-client privilege, and because Trump's campaign manager is going to jail. Yeah. Uh, it's this. It's because of these events that we're seeing this kind of desperate behavior from him. And so, to some uh, progressives, this is a very scary sign. And again, I don't discount that. That's not. That's. I, I don't know that I would classify that as a conspiracy theory. It's absolutely a genuine concern. Our democracy, as we've known for a while, is at risk. On the other hand, I, I think it's also the last gasps of a desperate guy. It could be, but I think he's got a lot more gasps in him. I think I don't think he's given up this quickly. I don't think that this is necessarily the end game. I think this is something that has opened a brand new door for him with which he can experiment, with which he can step into this nether realm off of the the edge of the Constitution and into this phantom zone in which he can, uh, you know, he's again, if he retains full pardon power, including the ability to pardon himself, mm-hmm. and we do have some additional information from the Department as, of Justice on this, yes. but if he does retain that power, as he has declared in his tweet and via his lawyers in that letter to uh, Robert Mueller, <laughs> the Comic mm-hmm. Sans letter to Robert Mueller. I don't know if you're familiar right. with the font Comic Sans. <laughs> yes, very much so. Comic Sans. It's yeah, like You used it in your letter to me. Yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly right. I, I always use the lamest of fonts. <laughs> in all of my letters to you, just like the uh, the Trump legal team. But, but, you know, in this letter, they have laid out why they feel as if Trump has absolute pardon power. He has absolute yeah. power to pardon whoever he wants. And uh-huh. and so that all he needs is that knowledge, and he can use that to wiggle out of any predicament that will come along as far as any sort of legal... Well, yeah, he thinks. Yeah. B- but again, it, it doesn't matter whether... It actually sticks because he's still going to do the deed first and then pardon himself. He's still going to try to throw a gigantic wrench into the works in all of this. And I don't see a resignation endgame with him. I don't see him walking away from any of this stuff unless something purely catastrophic happens. Well, okay, let, let's do this. Let's do this, if, if, if we may. Let's talk first about uh, Trump pardoning himself, and then okay. let's talk about Trump pardoning other people. Okay. In terms of himself, I want to hear what you have from the Justice Department if it's if, and see if it's what I have, which is that a person cannot be their own jury. Uh, there is a conflict of interest, so a person cannot pardon themselves yeah that's the ruling that i'm familiar with is that what you have found? well that's that's what i'm looking at right here but there's a second yeah. paragraph in this in this guidance from the department of justice's uh, uh, office of legal uh-huh. counsel this is dated august 5 uh, 1974 right the second paragraph lays out a method by which trump could and i'm putting it in dick quotes uh pardon himself it's possible for trump to pardon himself, but he's going to need the cooperation of Mike Pence in order to do that. And the way this works is sort of the... Yeah, the the, the 25th Amendment thing? The 25th Amendment thing, uh, which we saw illustrated on the West Wing at the end of season season four and the beginning of season five, in which, uh, in this case, with Donald Trump and Mike Pence, Donald Trump, in a serious legal predicament with Mueller's investigation or the Michael Cohen investigation or what have you, anything that happens Mm -hmm. after that, he could basically say, all right, I'm going to, to use the 25th Amendment to declare myself temporarily unable to perform the duties of the office. So I'm going to 
temporarily step aside, hand over power to my vice president named Mike Pence. George. And so Mike Pence steps up, becomes the first gay president, and then says, <laughs> I hear <laughs> I hereby pardon Donald Trump for all crimes related to uh-huh. X, Y, and Z. And uh-huh. then a second letter is signed by both Pence and Trump, reinstating Donald Trump as president. And this can be done between meetings this can be done over lunch and we wouldn't even know about it well of course we're going to have to know about it because if, if donald trump pardons himself that's a matter of the, right, the right. Pu- public sphere and the, the uh-huh. you know everyone's going to hear about that because right. why do it if no one's going to hear about it but so right. so that's the process that they could use that's the process that donald trump can use but i don't even see him getting that nuance with it i mean he could actually no. go and test the waters anyway because he believes he retains but- that power yeah, well, and first of all, uh, if, I don't think Trump wants it on record that uh, he had admitted at any point that he was incapable of of executing his uh, powers, that he was in, yeah. incapable of, of doing the job. I don't see him from his, think about his ego. I don't see him doing that, or even if it's over lunch, as you say. And also, uh, would Trump risk Pence not signing the paper to reinstate him. Uh, <laughs> you know, true. so you would have to so, really, really trust and, Pence. And and, 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 I, and I think overall, yeah. we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves on that. Yes, it could happen. And yes, we have to keep our eyes open and know of these possibilities. I, ju- I don't see them getting that sophisticated. I don't see him allowing his ego to let uh, to relinquish even for lunch. Uh, and I don't see a man who's confident that he would be handed the government back at the end of that lunch. Uh, so it, it, we could get there, yeah. uh, but, but, uh, but I don't see that happening. Also, uh, a person can't be pardoned uh, to, uh, for the purpose of obstructing justice because that is a crime and uh, they could they can be pardoned out of mercy yeah. or for the social good which is sort of nebulous uh, but but they can't be they, they can't be pardoned uh, uh, because of, of, you know, that the political relationship. Well, he also believes that he can't obstruct justice either. So, right. So but but I, we know that's true because, it, yeah. it, in fact, if he does, he would, obj- he would legally have obstructed justice if he ordered a pardon uh, based on not on mercy, but on uh, judicial expedience on yeah. on on making his case go away. Yeah, you know. But here's my thing, and this is kind of where I'm coming from in all of this. And I do appreciate mm-hmm. <laughs> your valid attempts to <laughs> to talk me off a ledge on all of this. But mm-hmm. I've said for a long time now that Donald Trump is capable of even without declaring these powers uh-huh. doing just about anything as he has with the emoluments clause as he has with profiteering off the presidency as he has with all of these uh just institution destroying remarks and screeches and all the rest of it i mean you know you can name a thousand examples along these lines a lot but i mean here's the thing i've said from well since the campaign since he was running that he would potentially ignore all kinds of shit. Yeah, I mean, I imagine a scenario in which the Supreme Court says something along the lines of, uh, Mr. President, you cannot do this. And Donald Trump 
goes, well, you know, Andrew Jackson said, well, try to stop me. And I'm just going to say the same thing, too. Try to stop me from doing it, Supreme Court. I have the military. What do you have? I see him having that capability. I ultimately see him having such disrespect, having such lack of knowledge in terms of how the government works, what the Constitution says and what it doesn't say. He just doesn't care, especially when it comes to members of his family being indicted, his own books, his own business practices i mean to to put him in a place where he could be endlessly publicly humiliated by either being marched in handcuffs off to somewhere or don jr doing the same or even ivanka for god's sake or jared that that is an event that he would not allow to pass without going just absolutely bananas and using all of these powers, pushing beyond the realm of the Constitution, pushing beyond Article 2, and just doing whatever he needs to do to wiggle out. And I think that these pardon powers that he's declaring are one of those things. I think he will try. I think these are the acts of a desperate man. I think that we've gotten enough indication from Republicans in Congress who have gone along with everything else that pardoning himself would be a step too far. And even Republicans and even Rudy Giuliani have have called that uh, bait for impeachment. Uh, And and we're six months away from having a new Congress anyway, (laughs) in all likelihood. So I don't know how successful that that can be. I I know that he will try. I know that he will want to. Uh, some of his legal minds have been able to talk him out of certain things. Uh, perhaps uh, they could be of some influence or delay in this area. Uh, and this all is going to take time. I think. I don't think it's you're going to see anything happen happen that quickly. Uh, but obviously he's flexed his pardon uh, powers uh, yeah. to remind everybody that he can. I, I, you know, I think I've sort of thought of it this way, that he sends messages when he pardons. He sends two kinds of messages. He sends one to conservatives when he punishes a, a conservative race-baiting commentator or a, a renegade sheriff. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, he, that's a message to his conservative base and to other conservatives who may violate the law. Yeah. Go ahead. I got your back. In this case, it's also, uh, th- these pardons uh, th- that he's, he's talking about, uh, the pardons that, that, that may happen for other people, uh, this is a message to Robert Mueller uh, that, that, you know, well, do what you want, but I'm going to pardon him, so yeah, na boo boo, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and also a message to uh, the, the people who are under the most pressure right now, which is his personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, yeah. and his uh, former campaign manager, Paul Manafort. Uh, oh, gosh, these guys, you couldn't, you couldn't squeeze them much harder. Uh, and and uh, so Trump is in a panic over that, and that's why all this talk of pardons. He's once he's doing this to dangle pardons in front of Cohen and Manafort at a time they f- may feel they need them most. But it, but it's going to backfire uh, because. No matter who Trump pardons, first of all, we all know that it only works at a national level, a federal level, not at a state level. Yeah. But we, we also know that uh, a lot of these people have associated with some of the 13 Russians who've been indicted by Robert Mueller in a separate indictment. 
if and and as, as you and I have both just learned that if any of these uh, any of Trump's people had associations with any of those thirteen indicted Russians, yeah. then they can be named as co-conspirators in this case and be charged in that. And Trump's pardons for uh, other crimes these folks may be facing won't apply, right? Uh, uh, and and uh, you know, I mean, so he's he's putting he's putting some of those folks in jeopardy by pardoning them. He's putting himself in jeopardy by pardoning other people, and he puts himself in jeopardy by pardoning himself. He, he this is a this is a step he he's his people are going to want him to think about before he takes the whole story of the russians adds a whole new dimension to all this because the 13 russians i mean rachel did a her a block i believe last night on this and yeah. oh by the way i've got a new uh, rachel sound here from the other night keep the this. faith bob keep the faith bob i need that's, that now <laughs> yes that's what rachel and i are trying to get you to do and like i said i don't i i don't think these are crazy conspiracy theories that 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 i'm hearing yeah. uh i think they're valid concerns of things that could happen i i think we we want to think about the likelihood of those happening considering the consequences of them mm. and uh, also consider the fact that uh, this guy's just shown us the rest of his cards yeah well i i just i really caution not to underestimate what trump's capabilities are because we haven't even gotten to the point where he could really start to go bad shit i mean we're starting to see the beginning part of the bad right. shit phase with donald trump and this is relative to everything else he's done which has also been quite batshit but now we're escalating the batshit and uh and and you know once you start to see the walls of justice closing in around donald oh, trump yeah. he's going to be like a cornered animal or an animal caught in a, a, a bear trap don't, or something like that baby in the corner right? yeah absolutely and don't get his get your hands near his mouth because he's going <laughs> to bite a finger off i mean that's how desperate he's going to become yes. um you know so we have this letter that uh dowd and Sekolo authored and, and delivered to uh uh, uh muller what was it back in march ja uh, or january january I, I, right I, there was one actually last year uh I don't remember when, and then another one, this latest one in January. So this letter lays out a bunch of different arguments for how they're going to wiggle out of this, and it's it's difficult to know the ultimate ramifications of, of what's mm -hmm. happened uh, with regard to the internal negotiations between Trump's team and, and Mueller. But uh, So it's difficult to know where Mueller is and where Mueller stands on, on all of these legal arguments, but obviously these legal arguments have very little standing whatsoever. There was, entire, right. there was a 2002 law that they entirely ignored Ignored. Plus, um, they confessed. They confessed that Trump had lied. Yeah, they in, confessed in that, that documents. That's a yeah. huge deal. Yes, it is. That's yes, a is. huge deal. And, with and does that mean Trump's lawyers then are also guilty of obstruction of justice? Uh, I, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> one of the articles of impeachment against Bill Clinton was that he lied to the American public, that he actually right. got on right. television and lied to the people. And these were things that were voted on or voted in favor of by all of the usual suspects, or at least the ones right. who were in the Senate in uh, 1998 or whatever it was. Right. Those usual suspects. Uh, yeah, yeah. So certainly it's possible that someone can be impeached for lying to the American people. So <laughs> this is something that Donald Trump has been really good at. At and really uh, has has really used that as oh. a cultural in his own favor. And as a service to some of our listeners, because I, I I think you know this. I don't think any. I think a lot of people don't know this. I've certainly encountered a lot of questions about it on social media. And that is, can't don't you? Doesn't somebody have to be convicted before you can pardon them? And the answer is no. no. You can issue a preemptive. A pardon any time after the crime is committed. Uh, you can you can pardon someone before they've even been charged with a crime. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so a pardon can be issued at any time, uh, again, so long as it is for mercy and the 
and or the social good and not uh, to obstru- for the purpose of obstructing justice. So these are the legal experts. Donald Trump's own lawyers are the legal experts right. he, that he right. is referencing when he says that, uh, as has been stated by numerous legal scholars, uh-huh. I have absolute right to pardon myself, but why would I do that when I have done nothing wrong? In the uh-huh. meantime, the never-ending witch hunt led by 13 very angry and conflicted Democrats. That, that, singer, yeah, that singer becomes longer and longer every time he writes it. And yeah. others continues uh-huh. into the mid-hyphen terms. Uh-huh. Uh, so the legal experts say that he can do all of these things. Uh, we know that he can't do a lot of those things. We know that right. that's all just BS. Uh, but we also know that you know i just i have zero faith in the republicans and their ability to actually hold donald trump accountable should he try to pardon himself i mean no, they're I think saying I really, it now I, but yeah i know i I, uh, I really think that's where they draw the line and if they don't they know they're going to be re- they know they're going to be replaced uh, and and soon well uh yeah. Well, I mean, here's here's my thing, Buzz. The thing is, is Donald Trump right now and has been for the last several months, I don't know how many months, maybe six months, maybe a year, mm-hmm. has been laying the groundwork to make it seem as if the entire intelligence community of the United States, including Jeff Sessions, even including Rod Rosenstein, okay. including right. Robert Mueller and, right. and all points in between are engaged in this coup attempt against the president yeah. of the United States. So he's set up some sort of national emergency. And so for Donald Trump to declare emergency powers of some sort, which he's already starting to do by saying, I can pardon myself. That's something that's really when we get into the realm of people like President Erdogan from Turkey, who, in order to quell a a coup in that country, started arresting journalists, started arresting uh, alleged dissidents, you know, trying to use Mike Flynn to help kidnap that guy who lives in the Poconos, that cleric from Turkey. Oh, yeah. You know, all of those things. And, And so... And it never happens in one big flip of the switch. It's not like Donald Trump is suddenly going to go on Twitter and say, I am now the dictator of America. All no. people shall bow before me. Step by step. And we've watched him do it. I, yeah. I know. I, and that's why I don't think these are silly conspiracy theories. Uh, uh, but uh, again, uh, these things take time. Yeah. I, I still think the Republicans will draw the line at self-pardoning. But, uh, you know, who knows? And if they don't, uh, the clock's ticking anyway. Well, right. And it's going to be very difficult for them to challenge Donald Trump when they've got, you know, 40 percent, 44 percent of American voters going, well, wait a minute. He's trying to root out this coup attempt. This is a this is a coup. And that's why he's doing all of these things. And if even if that doesn't happen, and I still believe that it will, because they're laying out Trump, especially is laying out all the reasons why he could take extreme measures with the Department of Justice. I mean, I I wouldn't put it beyond him to use his commander in chief powers to get the military to start arresting people who are involved in the coup. I mean, these are all things that have happened in the world before. And and just because Donald Trump is Donald Trump and we're living in the United States in 2018 doesn't mean that it's impossible for it to happen. It's happening in that slow motion way the slow boiling of the frog is the often cited metaphor for something like this and that's what i'm concerned about and uh, you know just having observed him for all of these years he just is is capable of so much and they uh it's it's one of those one of those things where i'm just like on the edge of my seat going jesus christ you know it's like when you you lean back in your chair, you know, and you, uh-huh. you almost fall over, but you catch yourself at the last minute. 
to paraphrase the old Stephen Wright joke, I feel like that all the time. <laughs> That's what it feels like because I, from my perspective, at least, and this is my own process that I'm going through, I always like to evaluate political situations, as I'm sure you do too, Buzz, by looking at the past and looking in to see what kind of precedent we can apply to today's events. And especially in the last couple of weeks, but if not before, especially in the last couple of weeks, we've advanced beyond precedent. We are in that oh, territory yeah. Oh, yeah. where there's no... I mean, we can make vague comparisons to Andrew Jackson or to Richard Nixon and say, well, oh, this is a little bit, little bit of a Rand-Contra going on here, a little bit of, uh, you know, the uh, Scooter Libby thing happening over there, outing of the CIA agent, and then going back to Nixon and all the crap that was happening there. This is brand new. This is a new... It is. It is. And it's, it's, it's history, but it's not American history. It's yeah. history from other countries. And so the question is, uh, can it happen here? And uh, yeah. I think so. I mean, I agree with the, the the slow boil theory. I think we've been headed in that direction. I think we're still headed in that direction. What keeps me from falling over is knowing that by Monday, Michael Cohen has to turn over all those papers. Yes. What keeps me going is knowing that Paul Manafort, the president's campaign manager, is going to jail. Yeah. What keeps me going is knowing that no matter how many investigations Trump blows up, he can't stop the one against the 13 mm -hmm. Russians who uh, may have associated with members of his campaign, making them indictable as co-conspirators. Uh, these are the things that keep me going. And Monday is, to me, uh, the deadline for Cohen, a lot closer than some of these terrible things that could and perhaps would happen yeah. if he weren't stopped. Yeah, and and the the Cohen situation is especially harrowing. Says who? Because what's happening there is uh, much deeper, much greater jeopardy for Donald Trump himself. Uh, if we're to believe some of the uh, the reports and the leaks coming out of that investigation, if what everyone is predicting comes true, and Michael Cohen says who gets indicted on Monday or Tuesday of next mm -hmm. week after the uh, the special master and the the you know the taint team and all of that stuff. I know, take time. I have to have something funny in there at some point. Because I don't find, you know what? I don't find anything funny about all of this. This is now, I'm no. beyond, I'm beyond I know. funny. Sometimes when I, it comes yeah. Yeah, sometimes I have trouble with that. Uh, but, yeah. but you know, you have to find humor in it. If you don't laugh, you cry, as they say. <laughs> I know. Uh, and, and, and even if it's something as silly as uh, my lame opening joke about the letter that you sent me <laughs> that you didn't send that everybody knew, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a formula uh, talk show opening monologue joke from decades ago. Right. Uh, but but you, you have to resort to those kinds of things, I think, to keep your spirits up. And like I said, to always, Bob, always look on the bright side of life. <laughs> Keep the faith, Bob. Uh, Keep the faith, that's a, Bob. That's what Rachel and I are here to tell you. And like I said, I, I am I, I am just every bit as fearful uh, of, yeah. of what you've outlined as you are. And I, I believe it's entirely possible. I, yes, I've seen us headed in that direction. But I also see Monday on my calendar. Yeah, you know? yeah, so that's true. I'm pretty excited about that. And I just want to, I don't know if you captured this because I know you saw Rachel, but I love these numbers. Uh, the Fed's in a raid on Michael Cohen's uh, uh, off office, his shredder, uh, his safe deposit box, his home, and his hotel room. Uh, they all gathered all together. They got all those documents into eight boxes. 
And wow. uh, if you count uh, the multiple pages that are stapled together as individual items uh, or, or topics, there are 639 items in those eight boxes. Out of those 639 that, that Cohen said and Trump has said are all classified. Remember, Trump said uh, attorney-client privilege is dead, and, and mm -hmm. he and Cohen both said these things are covered by uh, by uh, attorney-client privilege. Yeah. Well, of those 639 items in those boxes, uh, the special master says only 14 of them uh. are, are privileged, which means the rest, <laughs> that's right, are available. <laughs> oh, yep. But, but wait, there's more. <laughs> of, the, of the two uh, Michael Cohen phones and uh, the Michael Cohen iPad, they found 300,000 items, <laughs> and uh, out of those, 150 are privileged. See, now so that, that, that means, makes me happy. That I know. And see, so that means 90, yeah. 98, if you do the numbers, if you do the math, <laughs> and I had somebody else do this for me, uh, it's 98 or 99%, uh, depending on whether you're talking about hard paper or, or electronic uh, documents, 98 to 99% of those documents are not covered by executive privilege despite wow. Cohen's delaying tactic of saying that uh, thousands, if not millions, of of documents uh, in his collection were in fact privileged, what? and so now he has till Monday. Uh, they have these documents, so Cohen has till Monday to say uh, who's his client and who isn't, what the relationship is, and to provide proof of that relationship. And that all goes in with the eight boxes of documents. Okay, you know, oh, I've, I've started the wrong music here. I didn't mean we're to leaving. Say, it's you know, over. Where the show it's is not over. over. It's not over until we say it's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the music I intended to play. And remind me after we're done playing this music buzz. Uh, uh -huh. I want to get your uh, score on on whether uh, uh, Michael Cohen will be uh, pardoned, whether Paul Manafort will be pardoned, and and uh, on a scale of one to ten. So be thinking about. Uh, your score along those lines, wh how you feel at this point okay. in terms of All where right. the pardons might land should uh, should these characters get uh, deeper into legal jeopardy. It's more math, but okay. Okay, yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Sorry, the best of math today. No jokes. We're not doing any jokes today. It's just nothing but math. <laughs> All right, let's talk. Speaking of math, let's talk about raising more money on our Patreon page. Uh, you can get to our Patreon page by going to bobseska.com and clicking the all caps Patreon link. It takes you to uh, the place where you can not only get all kinds of great bonus content, but you can support independent media. You can support this show with a very easy uh, donation once a month. It automatically gets withdrawn out of your account. You can sign up for $1 a month. You can sign up for $5 a month. You can sign up for $10 or $15 a month. And for each of those levels, you get various uh, forms of bonus content, extra material that we put out there, more podcasts for you to listen to, uh, and lots of fun stuff, too. Like, everyone's talking. Everyone loves... Uh, our show from Friday because we talked about Walter the Singing Bulldog and <laughs> Walter the Singing Bulldog has an Instagram page I found over of the weekend. Of course he does. <laughs> which is just endlessly entertaining, this tiny bulldog that sings like Ethel Merman. You're, you're going to want to download the After Party by going to our Patreon page and signing up for $10 a month. You get the uh, the After Party every Friday plus you get two post-mortem shows uh, on Tuesday, one on Tuesday, one on Thursday, and that's all for your support of ten dollars a month so thank you for doing that go and do it tell all your friends and we thank you in advance the bob seska show the 
Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right, welcome back to today's show. Thank you for joining us. Make sure to go shopping through our Amazon link at BobSeska.com. It takes you right to the front page of Amazon, and uh, you go shopping as usual. You can buy anything, literally anything, at Amazon.com, and we get a teeny tiny commission from some of the things you purchase. Thank you so much for doing that. All right, so let's see what else here. You, you made it very difficult for me to hear the guy behind you. I'll just say that. <laughs> I, I, and listen, it, you playing that gave me an idea. That yeah. Something I think will improve the show. Uh, I okay. Don't, I, don't like, I don't like to bring ideas often, but I like this More hip-hop? Uh, is that what you're saying? No, you're very close. You're very, very close. Uh, a lot of popular songs these days uh, have what's known in the music biz, I guess, as a rap break. Yeah. Where it's, it's a song, uh-huh. but then in the middle, there's some rapping. And <laughs> And so I think this show needs a rap break. Now, yes. Do you, would you like to do the rap break or no. would you like me to do the rap break? You can do the rap break. I mean, you know, in the competition no. of who's whiter, no. I think it's a, it's a no, toss up. Okay. So I think. Uh, yeah, but I think, no, I think it'd be best if we just avoided that entirely. But it, maybe it, we should. It's what, all the, it's what all the popular recordings are doing now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right. There you go. All right. So the, you had a question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A question. I did have a question for you. All right, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being absolutely uh, he's going to be pardoned, where do you think Michael Cohen is at this point? Is Donald Trump going to pardon him? Uh, what is your what is your prediction at this point as far as that goes? Uh, you know, I, I I will say about both these guys, oh boy, and you, you want to, I can't give you a number. I just can't because it's math, but I can but I can answer I think relatively briefly. It depends on what both these guys uh, have to say or what is uncovered about them. Yeah. In the case of, of Cohen, I really think we have to wait till Monday or uh, longer until we know what's in those documents uh, that, that might be so damning that Cohen and Trump so much wanted to keep secret mm-hmm. uh and and uh, so how perilous that information is to trump is going to be a lot of it let's assume and i think it's a reasonable assumption let's presume that uh, there's a lot of damning material in there why else would uh, trump and cohen be so protective of yep. it yep. Uh, and and in that event then yeah i think trump would absolutely offer Cohen a pardon, and I think Cohen's gut would be to accept the pardon. It, what he actually does will depend to a large degree, of course, on the advice that Cohen gets from his own attorneys. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they may advise him against accepting the pardon uh, if they see peril in it for their client, Michael Cohen. Yep. Uh, I, but yeah, I think of the two men, Cohen far more likely. What? Well, how do I do that with my voice? <laughs> Cohen far... <laughs> Who's he talking to, and how does he make his voice do that? Um, <laughs> I think Cohen yeah. Cohen is far more likely uh-huh. to uh, uh, be offered and to accept a pardon. Manafort, uh, I there's great distance between Trump and Manafort at this point. Mm. There'll always be a kinship, I think, between Trump and Cohen because yeah. you know darkest secrets and all that. That's like right. you and me. <laughs> Uh, but, but, but with, uh, with, with Manafort, it's a different story. Mm -hmm. And, and so I, I think Trump is less likely, uh, he still could, Trump will offer a pardon to Manafort if Trump thinks it will protect Trump. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise I don't think he's inclined to, I think Manafort's inclined to accept a pardon if offered. And I think his lawyers will tell him, buddy, that's the best you're going to (laughs) get. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I mean. I think the number is like nine 
on just on everybody. I think it's a nine for Trump to pardon himself. I think this is something that he feels as if this is a brand new shiny toy for Donald Trump. And he's clearly stretching its legs. I mean, he's got Dinesh D'Souza. I think the, the rumor was that Martha Stewart is going to turn down the pardon if he tries to pardon. But he's going to mm-hmm. he's also going to try to pardon uh, allegedly Blagojevich. He's going to try to pardon that guy. Um, I, I think he really enjoys this this weapon that he's got now. And, and do do assume that it is a weapon weapon because he's going to use it to protect himself and to screw the rule of law. And I think he's absolutely going to pardon Michael Cohen because he pardons Michael Cohen. That thing goes away until, of course, the attorney general in New York, in the state of New York, uh, picks up those charges and starts running with them. So there is that there is that peril there for him. But of course, he doesn't think that far ahead. It's the eternal now for Donald Trump. And and that's why I'm not worried about the 25th Amendment thing. I, you know, he's the he's uh, other people in the room may be aware of that power, but are they going to tell? him and and because he certainly doesn't know yeah well i just i just don't i don't think he cares i don't think he cares what happens after that he's just you know it's like with firing james comey it was just like i'm gonna do it and see what happens yeah he doesn't know there is a 25th amendment (laughs) that's true i think that's a a strong argument right there that is actually true i don't think he knows that there is a number 25 i I think think it is i think yeah i'll give it (laughs) i'll give it uh an 8.5 maybe that he will offer uh that he will pardon or attempt to pardon Michael yeah. Cohen, uh, I think, I think it's maybe a five for Manafort if really? I had to pick a number. Interesting, and and I think on himself, who I, I'm going to give that a five also okay. because I think, as I said, there's as much peril in doing that uh-huh. as there, and and really in all of these, yeah. it's I think it's more effective as a threat than it is as an execution mm-hmm. because one way or another, law enforcement is coming. The laws are coming no matter what he does, and there are there are just as he finds ways to wiggle out of things, uh, prosecutors find ways to work around that and so far they've done it very effectively it was a very smart preemptive thing that Mueller did by indicting those 13 Russians because that that's insurance that means no matter what Trump does if he blows fires Mueller uh, stops the Russia investigation this case is already filed in court yeah they're already they're already and there are going to have to be federal prosecutors from somewhere uh, who are going to have to prosecute that case and he can't replace all of them despite efforts to do so uh, I, I just I, I I wish them luck if they're going to try this route because I don't think it's going to happen. Well, here's uh, another crazy and and you know again we're hesitant to call them conspiracy theories, but this is just me trying to game out what could happen next because again sure. we're in phantom territory. We're in territory we've never been to before. Let's call them possible scenarios. Possible scenarios. There you go. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, I think one possible scenario is uh-huh. say for example Donald Trump tries to do a bunch of sweeping pardons just to shut all this shit down. He pardons mm-hmm. uh, Cohen. Mm-hmm. He pardons Manafort, pardons Flynn, pardons Papadopoulos. He even pardons the 13 Russians. Because, I mean, we, <laughs> yeah. we know that if he pardons I, the 13 Russians, then he's going to be in serious trouble with a lot of the Republicans. And, yeah, uh, his and, base. Yeah, exactly. Just he his is, base. Just, it, it's, just like, it's just like kidnapping kids at the border, which they're doing now, and then locking them away in those oh Walmarts. Yeah, it's such that a heartbreaking whole story. You, know, you, notice how, you notice how Trump doesn't talk about that? Nope. He talks about everything else, but he doesn't talk about that. Well, he blames the uh, Democrats and, for that. And, and, and the reason he doesn't talk about that, yeah, I know. He's only addressed it twice, and both times he referred to the Democrats. Yeah. And he really hasn't said much of anything about it, even though it's been a huge, huge story. Why hasn't he said more? Because his base is not going to be pleased 
that children are being ripped from right. the arms of their mothers. And I don't think his base is going to be pleased about this other crap either. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I think his base loves this. I think his base secretly loves that the brown people are getting their comeuppance for illegally entering our country yeah, and taking no. our jobs. Well, some some do, but uh, yeah. even, uh, you know, I, I have to be, I, I know that there are Trump women out there yeah. who are not going to tolerate seeing children that's ripped true. from the yeah, arms of their mothers. Very there are true. mothers. There are Trump-supporting mothers out there who uh, draw the line at that. Yeah. And I think I think uh, the reason Trump doesn't do or talk about certain things is because he knows they won't play well with his base. He talks about and does the things that do play well with his base. And uh, so I think he I think he has to be very careful and evaluate each thing to see what's going to upset his base and what's going to ignite his base. Well, here's one thing to keep in mind. Going back to my uh, my gamed out scenario with Trump uh, pardoning a bunch of people, maybe mm-hmm. shutting down the uh, Mueller investigation by firing Mueller or Rosenstein or both. The problem that we're facing now with regard to congressional oversight of what's happening in all of this, some sort of congressional right. investigation, some sort of congressional <laughs> hearings into, you know, proposed impeachment. Right. Let's say the Republicans suddenly, I don't know, get kicked in the head by a mule or something like that and have a change of heart and say, oh, yes, we should hold Donald Trump accountable. I think that's going to be challenging because what we're looking at now, we're in the summer season now, as DJ Jazzy yeah. Jeff just told us. <laughs> we are now in summertime and the amount of time that members of Congress spend actually on the Hill doing the people's work is very minimal i mean basically yes, august yeah. is a dead zone june and july are sporadic and then suddenly they're back home for running for the midterms uh in the fall and so i don't know when they would even convene these hearings it would have to be so egregious that they would have to that paul ryan <laughs> paul ryan we're, we're laying all of our hopes on paul ryan to do the right thing in all of this and I don't think he's I don't think he's going to do it. I don't think he's going to call Congress back if Donald Trump does all of this shit in order to start impeachment hearings. I don't think it's the nearest the, the soonest time we'll ever hit impeachment hearings actually taking place would be after January 2nd or whatever whenever the new Congress gets sworn in and hopefully a Congress filled with the Democratic majorities. You know, you remember Mitch McConnell has uh, declared some things uh, that about the Senate, about votes in the Senate concerning Donald Trump, and he said it's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Paul Ryan has said in the House uh, certain things are not going to happen. Right. Well, as leaders of their party in those bodies, uh, they they have every right to say such a thing, and they have a, a tremendous amount of control over whether or not those things happen. But in both cases, neither has ultimate control. Mm. What has ultimate control is the majority of the lawmakers in that body. Yeah. And when the numbers become, and it doesn't even really take a majority, it, beca- it, it takes a, a number significant enough to make that body leader see that uh, they are now overwhelmed, that they are now outgunned and outnumbered mm-hmm. by those within their body who uh, you know want to do a certain thing, and so yeah, they can they can resist, they can stop up to a point, but if something big broke, say over the summer, for example, uh, on this, and and that could certainly happen, it, it yeah. could happen Monday, Bob. Sure, uh, it could happen you know, now. It could be happening it, as we're doing the it, show. It probably is, and we'll yeah. get a bulletin about it before the show's <laughs> over, or right? after the show's over. <laughs> yeah, uh, you no, know, if it didn't look like Republicans were going to come around on Watergate, and they they held on. 
uh, until the last minute for all the same reasons the Republicans today are hanging on to Trump mm. uh, because here's a guy who pursues their conservative agenda. And uh, they just they want to keep that for they want to stay on that bucking bronco for as long as possible. Yeah. And uh, so they will act. But not until they absolutely, positively have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that and that'll be beyond the the duration of this particular Congress. I just yeah, don't think yeah, it's going to happen yeah, anytime soon. Yeah. Certainly not during a lame duck session either. Well, uh, today is I, certainly a big day. Certain, today is certainly a big day with the, the votes in in uh, California and the uh, oh, yeah. even important votes in Montana. Even yep. uh, the vote in Montana could determine which party does in fact control the Senate this fall. Well, so I realize I've been quite the Debbie Downer today. I know. I know. I knew. I knew you were going to be. I knew. I knew coming into the show. I knew you were going to be. I prepared myself for it. No, but I thought it was funny and in a, in a I don't know in a philosophical way amusing. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was bemused by the fact that there are these two schools of thought on uh, this madness from Trump of of talk of pardons and executive mm-hmm. privilege and we don't have to do this and we don't have to do that. We yeah. get to do this. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> it's a guy who's it's a guy who's scared shitless. Yeah. And and. And, and his no lawyers doubt. are scared shitless. Michael Cohen is scared shitless. Mm. And if Paul Manafort has a brain or a spine or something, he should be scared shitless at this point. Well, Especially if he's off to jail as, yeah. as he is. Yeah, and that brings us to our next story, in fact, because uh, helping me... Keep the faith, Bob! Right, helping me keep the faith is uh, is the fact that Paul Manafort is completely and utterly screwed f- for yeah. now. I'm putting yeah. for now in there because I'm, you know, I'm putting an asterisk next to the word pardon down in the footnotes. Uh, the fact is that Mueller's team has accused Paul Manafort of witness tampering like a goddamn idiot. I'm watching this story come down last night and I'm going, good God. I mean, again, every day that goes by, they confirm my observation, which is this is the the dumbest group of criminals in the history of dumb criminals. Stupid Watergate. Stupid, stupid Watergate. As a a result of all this, federal prosecutors asked a judge yesterday to revise Manafort's terms of release Mm-hmm. While he's awaiting trial, this means that no longer is he going to get the ankle bracelets and be able to hang out in his mansion in Alexandria. He's going to jail. Paul Manafort is going to go to good, jail. Good news, Paul. You're getting the you're getting the bracelet taken off your ankle. That's exactly right. The bracelets go, but then he's got to you know go right. to go to prison, and hang out with uh, with Schillinger and Adebisi and everyone. And, and, uh, and I, I'm and sure Bubba. he's yeah. I'm sure he's not going to like Oz, one of those type places. I'm sure it's going to be. Or is he? Yeah, that's true. Wouldn't it be <laughs> nice know, we'll if he was? Well, you know, he's a mobster. He'll do all right. They're all mobsters. Cohen's a mobster. Trump's a mobster. Uh, you know, they'll do fine. They'll they'll establish their own little mobs inside prison, and and we'll read about it or see it on TV one day in story form. <laughs> like to do some research on DC prisons. Find out. <laughs> oh, uh, talk to talk to G. Gordon Liddy. <laughs> if he's still alive, I I guess he is. I don't know. Yeah, G. Gordon Liddy. I, I, we, we don't hear from him anymore, so I'm guessing he's not in the best of health at his age. I, I wouldn't expect that he would be. Yeah. Uh, and he certainly worked as long as the world would let him. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, he he lived in those and, and told stories of what it was like to live in actually a D.C. jail. Even though Liddy had been convicted of a federal crime, they put him in the D.C city jail yeah and uh, that's like the worst place you can go it's not, it's not a jail it's a prison he was always very strict about right. the terminology oh, with regards oh, to that they're yeah, not yeah, they're he, not prisoners they are called inmates I, I, or was it, I think it was, no, it was the other way around. Oh, They're the not inmates. Around. They're prisoners. Oh, yeah. okay. See? Yeah, no, now see, you don't get him mad at you because even <laughs> at his age, he can kill you with a pencil. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did you uh, know that one drop of nicotine can kill a man? <laughs> <laughs> right. And the, the unfortunate thing, when he was in prison, he was no longer able to receive Mrs. Liddy's chocolate cake, where you could b- break the icing like a twig. You can snap the icing. He always liked his icing really hard and thick for some sure. reason. Well, <laughs> G. Gordley, Watergate burglar, loves his chocolate cake so that you can break the icing like a twig. That's uh, an it's fun to reminisce. It's fun to reminisce about the last constitutional crisis. Yeah, so, yeah, so great, so great. But anyway, so Paul Manafort <laughs> is. Uh, you know, one of my favorite things in the world is to see the B-roll of Paul Manafort leaving uh, Mueller's offices. <laughs> and, and that sign that says traitor. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that yeah. one. That guy. <laughs> that guy deserves a Congressional Medal of Freedom or something like that because... Boy, that's he's doing the greatest work in the world right now. Just, just yeah. relentlessly trolling Paul Manafort outside every single one of yeah, his uh, keep, hearings keep, and so on. Keep looping that video for me. I'm a happy guy. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got some news about the whereabouts of Melania Trump. We're going to do that right yeah. after uh, these words. Hi. Hey. How you doing? Hey. Uh, let me ask you a question. You gotten anything for your dad for Father's Day yet? Oh, balls. Yeah, I totally forgot, too. No, I mean I got him Oh Balls soap. Bubble Genius makes soap that look like golf balls and smell like fresh-cut grass in metal buckets. Get out of town. He's crazy for the golf. Don't forget your dad this Father's Day. Bubble Genius has balls and more for the first man in your life. BubbleGenius.com This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Asking ye shall receive a rap break for Buzz Burbank. (laughs) Walk this way. We should get you to record like a spoken word version of this song. That'd be great. For the holidays. A la William Shatner. (laughs) And by the way, if you ever, it's always great to see him and the other stars on John Oliver's show. If you ever get a chance to uh, check out uh, uh, Shatner's album, Has Been, he recorded it with Ben Foles, and it is superb. Is it good? Uh, And the song has been, and you know, a lot of it's, most of it's spoken word, I think, but it's, but this isn't stupid like what he did in the 70s or 80s, whenever that was. This is good. Ben Foles supervised this and did the music for it, and it's just amazing. The song has been, uh, is basically, it sounds like it must be him uh, telling critics that he may be a has been, but it's better than being a never was. (laughs) See now, I want to hear the musical version of this speech. It was not written for Chiefs. I love this. Hear me. Hear this! I want to hear the the musical version of of Shatner Shatner reading the uh, Constitution. You called Eve Glabnista was not written for the Chiefs or the Kings or the Warriors or the Rich or the Powerful, but for all the people. All the people. Down the centuries, you have slurred the meaning of the words we, the people, Donald Trump, United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, (laughs) and secure the blessings of liberty (laughs) ourselves and our posterity to ordain and establish. 
Constitution. Constitution. All right. I, you know. where, <laughs> I, where, I, almost, where, I almost played the whole thing, but I'm not going to put you through that. Where is a Shakespearean actor to go in this day and age, if not, <laughs> if not to something like that? I know he, I know people laugh, and he gets a lot of ridicule. I, I happen to be a big fan. Oh, Denny me Crump. too. Me yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. William Shatner. And he's, uh, you know, I want whatever he's taking. When I get to be 80-something years old, I want whatever William Shatner's drinking. Yeah. Oh, by uh, the way, I, have a, I, I brought to the table this week something I thought would delight you. It's uh, I have an updated lie count. Remember last week? Oh, yeah. We yeah. talked about the number of lies that Let's Trump had told by the 1st of May. Mm-hmm. Well, we've turned over a new month, Bob. Ah. And uh, so we have a new count. Uh, Trump told 250 lies in the month of May. Uh, and again, people say, well, uh, how is that even possible? As I pointed out last week, sometimes there may be as many as five or six in a single tweet. Mm. But here's how he here's how he fudged his number this time. Here's how he got his number up. Uh, he told 35 at that campaign rally <laughs> wow. that he held recently. 35 untruths in that campaign rally. Uh, his new average, he's upped his average, Bob. It's now... Uh, just over 6.5 lies per day. Wow. Uh, that's a new average. Uh, his old average was just under, I think. Uh, six. When he first took office, uh, his uh, lie count was uh, a five. His average was just under five a day. So he's really stepped it up, uh, especially as the Russian investigation closes in. That's right. And, of course, yeah. he's always winning. He's, you know, he's never, he's never not winning. And, of course, he's got to win when it comes to the most number of lies. I've got the most most number of lies, the greatest number of lies, more lies than any president in history. Of course, he's so got to do that. The total count now, in the, at least up till the 497 days, so up till about five days ago, mm-hmm. uh, the count was 3,251. Oh, and, you know, he's added since then with the whole thing about uh, it's a great letter. I didn't read the letter. Uh, you know, those guys. So the number continues to go up, but that's where we were as we began this month. And next month, I'll bring you the latest total on that. All right. Well, thank you so much. That is a uh, valuable, valuable public service. And we'll have that uh, updated for you next week. Now, now yeah, so uh, I think we found Melania Trump. She yes. she has appeared, and she was at uh, an event last night, wasn't she? The best. And photographed there. It was a, I think it was an event for, I believe, first responders. Correct me if I'm wrong, but she turned up in the audience. Didn't say anything, but she was with right. Donald Trump for that that particular ceremony where press was apparently. Uh, not permitted to to join in in those festivities, but, of course. But they course. do have some uh, some photographs, and of course, I was, <laughs> I was me. I when that when those photos came down, I was doing that thing where you you try to expand the picture as large as possible to get really zoomed in on who you're looking at, and and it looks like her. I mean, I don't think I don't think there's any. I mean, as best as I could tell, I don't think it was some weird makeup job or something. Uh, and her face didn't look. Uh, like she had had any work done. It didn't look like she was in any distress. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, no, she's she's attractive the way she is. It it, it certainly wasn't in need of it. You know, she is recovering from something, but I think the bigger issue here is the marital, the apparent marital strife between her and Donald Trump. Uh, We know now that she's not going with him to NATO. She's skipping another uh, travel uh, conference, another trip that he's going on. Uh, The White House has said she's not doing either of those. uh, we hear all kinds of rumors, of course, and none of this is confirmed. But you hear she's living back in New York, and that you know, I mean, they 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 just live uh, totally separate lives. So, uh, whatever you know, I mean, she was never really the first lady to begin with. The the, the meme I enjoyed most yesterday, before Melania resurfaced, 
uh, said uh, Melania is back from her plastic surgery, and the photograph was one of Ivanka. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh man. See, see, Buzz, you're not being best. Be best. You should, you should try <laughs> no, to be I'm best. Not. Yeah. Uh, we kid because we love, right? Right. 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 Well, you know, she also uh, after the event last night, she stepped up to microphones outside the West Wing and had this to say. Oh, what's new? Well, uh, this morning I heard a very good joke Wait from my cousin Bashi. Uh, Melania, Melania Trump last night, ladies and gentlemen, making a statement about why she disappeared. All right, that bunny joke had him in the aisle. Yeah. <laughs> I will not stop doing that. Sorry. Um, okay, so Rudy has confirmed that uh, Donald Trump dictated the Don Jr. statement about the Trump Tower meeting. This was uh, more dumb moves by the dumbest cr- yeah. criminals in the history of dumb criminals. Seculo and Dowd admitted that in their letter to uh, Mueller, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, they did. I mean, what's fascinating about this story, too, is that uh, on repeated occasions, uh, not only uh, uh, Sarah Sanders, but also Jay Seculo, were, were <laughs> j- just absolutely denying that uh, that he actually yeah. dictated those things. Oh, sure. On multiple occasions. One here on uh, 71217, uh, Jay Sekulow said, that was written. No, that was written by Donald Trump Jr. On the uh, Also on uh-huh. the, that same day, Sekulow said, the president didn't sign off on anything. Uh, then uh, four days later, on the 16th, he said the president was not involved. And then on the 31st of last year, uh, Sekulow said the characterizations are misinformed. And also Sarah Sanders on the 1st of August last year said he certainly didn't dictate. But he, like I said, he weighed in, offered suggestion like any father would do. Right. This You've heard of a house of cards. This is a house of lies. Yeah. And, and you know, some people know that and some people... You know what? Everybody knows it. Uh, polls show that even Trump supporters know he's a liar. Right. The difference between them and you and I is that they don't care. I know. I know. Because he's their cult hero. He's the guy who represents their anger. He's the guy who represents their outrage of this... this BS about having been ignored while all the attention went to the minorities. Yes, poor white men. Why wasn't anyone paying attention to them? <laughs> if only more people had paid attention to white men, we wouldn't we wouldn't have Trump. That's and right. you know, some people believe that to be true. Uh, you know, it's just I, it's it's maddening. It's just maddening, and we say that every week too. Oh yeah, I know. But and let's be clear about this too, because we're not just talking about a Donald Trump lie either. What we're talking right. about is a Donald Trump tacit admission of guilt of yes. uh, oh, trying yeah. to obstruct justice here because that's what dictating that statement is all about. Donald Trump clearly knew that what was happening at that Trump Tower meeting was bad and that it was a possible serious legal problem for both him and, of course, his kid and, of course, uh, Paul Manafort and Jared Kushner and, indeed, the entire Trump campaign. So right. clearly he's trying to uh, obfuscate what actually went down by sure. dictating a bullshit statement about adoptions or whatever the fuck. What I find interesting in all of this is this theory posited by Josh Marshall over at Talking Points Memo, where he was saying, well, it seems like the Kremlin dictated this response and not yeah. Donald Trump. And uh-huh. if we remember, uh, Buzz, uh, just prior to this news breaking, Donald Trump was at the G7. And had met with uh, Vladimir Putin in, in, in an impromptu way at that banquet and had spoken to Vladimir Putin uh, without any recording devices, without any uh, any aides nearby. 
And so Josh is positing that it was Vladimir Putin who came up with the response to this news story. And as they're flying back on Air Force One, Donald Trump merely passed along that response to to Donald I, Trump Jr. I, I wouldn't rule anything out. Do you know that all, all this shocking stuff that you and I are talking about, what seemed to be uh, the big stories of the week, uh, all this talk of executive privilege and pardon, and yeah. what does this mean for the democracy, and what does it mean to the Trump-Russia case, and you know what does the Michael Cohen raid mean, and, and all of that. And, and these are all just huge things that on other weeks recently would have been my lead story yeah. would have been that's right i'm telling you that as big as those things are that's not what i'm starting with on my newscast this week i'm starting with russia and the progress that it's making yeah. the progress yeah. that it continues to make about the websites and the social media that it has set up right now uh, working on the 2018 election, working on aggravating those same issues as before mm-hmm. of race and immigration and abortion, yeah. uh, and and uh, they, so they're at it. They're at it again. They're at it still. Uh, they're, they've been at it all along. They've stepped it up in time for these 2018 midterm elections. To me, the continued and now increased or re-increased invasion of the U.S. by Russia. That is America's number one concern at the moment, and therefore that's why it's my lead story this week. Yeah, well, along those lines too, uh, going back to this uh, this Putin and uh, Trump situation with dictating the uh, junior's response to the Trump Tower meeting story. Right, right. Um, it was an, there was an interesting exchange on Twitter yesterday in which Josh Marshall put this out there. He said, well, look, I mean, it's entirely possible that Putin dictated that letter to Trump and then Trump passed mm-hmm. it along to Junior. Um, and and said also and added that, well, but the only problem is there weren't any Americans present who overheard that conversation. And then Marcy Wheeler, uh, Empty Wheel on Twitter, she's a long time, longstanding national security and uh, legal expert and writer on all of this stuff. I've not agreed with everything she's had to say over the years, but sure. in this case, she threw this one bit of information in uh, into the mix of what Josh Marshall was saying and said, yeah, you know who did listen? You know the American that did overhear this conversation? Melania Trump. Melania Melania Trump overheard Donald Trump's no conversation kidding. with Vladimir Putin at that banquet right before they hopped on Air oh, Force yeah. One and flew back and dictated that whole fucking debacle it's, with the Trump boy, Tower meeting. It's a, it's a good thing for Mr. Trump that he hasn't uh, done anything to cross Melania, like <laughs> sleep with porn stars or anything like that. Right. Thank goodness he hasn't done anything to make Melania dislike him or pull her hand away from him in public. Thank goodness uh, that he, she is uh, secured and uh, will never testify against him. What, yeah, but what if we found out that she did testify? What if we found out that she went in for questioning with Mueller and Donald Trump only recently discovered that and it all had yeah, to do with yeah. the Trump Tower meeting and what was said at that and banquet between <laughs> Trump and Putin? And, and that's why she vanished. Uh, <laughs> and that's why she know, disappeared. I, I, I mean, that's I, an actual valid explanation for why she has been in absentia for the last three weeks with lies being put know, out there in terms of where she is. You know, on one hand, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know about any of this. On one yeah. hand, she she may be bought and paid for, and she may be of no uh, jeopardy to the president. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, uh, he, he's done some things that would piss most women off. Mm-hmm. And uh, if she's witnessed him... Uh, doing things that appeared uh, illegal or fishy or treasonous. Uh, She doesn't have to testify against her husband. No. But considering what he's done to her, 
Uh, it's possible. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> you know, again, anything's possible at this point because we are through the looking glass. We are beyond the realms of normalcy, beyond the realms of historical precedent. We are in new territory for the United States. And it's not good. I mean, you've got our friends admonishing us. You've got our enemies, or at least our former enemies or frenemies or whatever you want to call them, begging us to meet with them. And Donald, where I should say Donald Trump begging to meet with our enemies, uh, which I thought during two, the 2008 campaign was bad. Remember when they were attacking Barack Obama for saying that he would meet with uh, the, right. uh, the, the, the head of Iran, whose name I forget at the time? And so, and that he would meet with our enemies if certain parameters were met. That was right. like an impeachable offense when Obama was talking about doing it. But now yeah. Donald Trump seems to be into it. Yeah, it's uh, fine. With, and meanwhile, our our allies uh, can't trust us anymore, which means we, the United States, are increasingly isolated in the world. Yep. Yep, we pissed off Canada, for God's sake. Yeah, you know, Canada, Britain, everybody. But, but Canada doesn't get pissed off at anything or no. anyone. No, they're too polite. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're too freaking po- polite. They're too <laughs> polite. Uh, but, you know, we got a lot more to talk about. We're going to push all of this stuff onto the uh, post-mortem show, as we usually do. I want to talk about uh, Bob Corker, a little more Putin news, uh, and some uh, Russian hacking news. Yes. Uh, some stuff about the trade war, ZTE. Oh, oh my God! This oh, we've got. I'm going to talk about this right off the bat when we get into the postmortem show on our Patreon page. Okay. I want to talk about how the Red Hats, uh, quote unquote, pranked David Hogg and how they did it because this is an attempted assassination. Make no mistake about it. We're going to get into that once we start uh, the postmortem show. Again, you can go and listen to the postmortem show at our Patreon page. You can get there through bobseska.com. Just click the all caps Patreon link just beneath the logo. Support the show for $5 a month. You won't even notice $5 a month popping out of your bank account. And, and with that money, you not only support the show, you not only support independent media in an age when independent media is absolutely necessary. Amen. But you also get all kinds of great bonus content. Content for that, and right now I've still got our Dan Badandi bits up there. You can still download the steel, my reading of the Steel dossier, Yay. and so much more. Okay, Buzz Burbank can be found at buzzburbank.com, also at realmnetwork.com, on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and all your favorite podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio. That's brand new for for Buzz. Thank you so much, my friend. We'll see you on the postmortem show. Thanks, Bob. Bye bye. Keep the faith, Bob.